as we celebrate Pentecost today, we have one simple aim, and that's to invite the Holy Spirit to have a deeper, more powerful impact on our lives. Yeah? That sounds like something you're up for. But there's only one thing that can stop the Holy Spirit from having this deeper impact upon us, and that's me. Well, that's you. That's each one of us. We have the freedom to say yes or to resist the work of the Spirit in our lives. Because the Holy Spirit can be a little bit like a smartphone, I think. Um, I don't know about your phone, but my phone likes to give me notifications all the time. And there's notifications about an endless amount of things. If my battery's going low, I get a notification. If I use too much data, I get a notification. If this app needs an update, a notification. The OS needs an update. This or that, someone's sending me messages, there's notifications. I also, there's this notification that keeps popping up for me from Amazon Shopping. Um, I've never used an Amazon Shopping app in my life, and I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know how to get rid of it. But generally, my strategy would be, I'll, I'll, if a notification comes up that I don't like, I don't want to see, I'll go through all the menus, figure out how I can turn it off, silence it, because I know what I need, I know what I want. I know my phone's just trying to help me, but I don't need to listen to it. Stop telling me things that I don't want to hear. And, of course, the Holy Spirit is with us always, but just like our smartphones, he might be wanting to help us, but we can choose to silence it. If we think that we just want to do things our own way, that I know, I, know, I know what I want, I know where I want to go, I know what I want to get out of life and how I want to do things, just shut up and leave me alone, all right? Let me do things myself. We can silence the Holy Spirit, like turning off all those notifications, how God wants to nudge us in different ways. So the first way that we can get in the way of the Holy Spirit is this control that we won't want to have on our lives. You know, we know how we want to do things. We know how we want things to go. We don't want to listen to the Holy Spirit. And if, and if we let the Holy Spirit come in and do something, you know, it might change stuff. It might unsettle the nice little balance that I've got of how things run. Everything's got its place. And, um, and that might not be so comfortable. So... When we're clinging to control like that, we can block off that impact of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Another way that we can stop the Holy Spirit from having an impact upon us is by fear. Fear can be a huge block within us to the work of the Spirit, just like control. And when we are afraid, it really it makes us close off, makes us get defensive. And that can mean that we're getting closed off from God who wants to speak to us getting closed off from the spirit that wants to move in us. Most often, though, it's not, it's not God that we're afraid of. We're not actually afraid of what the spirit might do to us. There's some other situation or some other thing in our life that's making us afraid, but it can still stop us from letting the spirit in. Now, in our gospel today, the disciples were afraid. They're locked in the upper room with the doors shut because they were afraid of getting persecuted. They know Jesus has ruffled a few feathers and the, the Jews are going to be coming looking for them, making sure they don't stir up any trouble anymore. So the doors are locked. But they were still open to Jesus coming and sharing the Spirit with them. And so when we find ourselves afraid, we can let that fear close us off completely. Or we can, in that fear that we experience, we can turn to the Lord in prayer. We can say, yes, Lord, I'm afraid of this, but I want you to come and be my comforter. 
I want the Spirit to come and strengthen me and shine His light into this darkness that seems to surround me. And fear doesn't need to be a barrier for us. The other simple way that we can get in the way of the Holy Spirit's work in our lives is if we don't ask. Jesus tells us to ask for the gift of the Holy Spirit, but if we don't ask, how can we receive? The first reason why we might not ask is that we don't really expect the Spirit to do anything. We might just expect that our Christian life is something basically, you know, kind of ordinary. We turn up to church, we say a few prayers, we try and be a good person, uh, we maybe contribute to a few ministries here and there, and then we kind of get on with life as usual, yeah? Perhaps we have a slightly more positive outlook than others because we know the hope of the Lord, but basically it's, it's just an ordinary thing, it's just one other sort of aspect to our lives. But is this what Jesus wants for us? We heard last week, Jesus, just before he left at the ascension, he says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. That doesn't sound very ordinary. <laughs> Jesus sends the Holy Spirit so that everything Jesus has done for us, all of the Father's love for us, can have an extraordinary impact on our lives, on our hearts, on our experience of the world and the way that we engage with life. Such an extraordinary impact such that we will bring change to the ends of the earth such that we will change the world by the way that the Spirit has changed us. This is not just a basic, ordinary sort of existence, but we can so easily slip into that, that expectation that this is kind of all there is. This is all God wants to do in my life. We can start to think like that individually as ourselves, but we can also, as a church, start to expect that. That we just turn up and pray and then we go home and we go on about our things and that's, that's all that happens. But Jesus wants to send power among us through the Spirit. He wants to transform our lives. He wants to transform the world through our lives. So let's expect that. Let's ask for that gift. Let's ask for that power to come and move in our lives. But even if... We expect that that's going to happen in the church, that yes, the Holy Spirit does powerful things. Another reason why we might not ask for it is because I don't expect that God would do that in someone like me. Yeah, there are some holy people who the Spirit does powerful things in. You know, maybe he works in the priests, maybe he works in the people that work for the parish, or you know, there's all those saints in history that God's done powerful things through. Maybe he just does it through the holy ones, the special ones. But I'm not one of them, so I'm not, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to expect anything radical from God, anything extraordinary to go on in my life. But that's nonsense. That's not what Jesus wants for us. We hear at this event of Pentecost, our first reading today, it says the Holy Spirit comes. doesn't say that it comes upon some of them. doesn't say the Holy Spirit came in and kind of discerned between which ones deserved the Spirit and which ones didn't. It says they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Not the top five, not the ones that had never upset Jesus, not the holy ones or the ones without sin. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. This is the generosity of God that we're dealing with. 
This is the abundance of God's heart for us that we're dealing with, that he wants to give every single one of us that power of the Holy Spirit. He wants to bring that power into every single one of our lives. He wants to have an extraordinary impact on the world through every single one of our lives. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. So let's not just ask or expect that it might happen in some other people. Let's expect that the Spirit wants to do powerful things in me, in you. This is what we're here to invite today, to respond to Jesus' promise and ask for today. And I expect that God's going to do extraordinary things here in our church this morning as we celebrate this feast. I expect that he's going to release the power of the Spirit in our hearts in new ways, in extraordinary ways. But what on earth does this look like? The Spirit moves in each of us in unique, different ways. And I've seen the Spirit move in so many people's lives. And sometimes it's rather dramatic. Sometimes it's rather simple or just very peaceful. Sometimes you can't tell whether anything's going on at all. But I just wanted to share a few experiences of how I've seen the Spirit show up in people's lives when, when we've invited this grace. One thing that the Spirit brings is the grace of surrender. The Spirit allows us to place our hearts, place our lives into the hands of God, to actually entrust ourselves to Him. And there's a, there's a trust and a peace that comes with that. And one way I've seen this happen is people resting in the Spirit. I'm not sure if you've heard of that happening before, but it's a sign of this grace of letting ourselves be in the hands of God that people can actually fall back and lie on the ground, just, just let go of themselves. Um, the first time I ever saw this happen, I was on a retreat, and it came to the night that we were praying for the Holy Spirit, and I was sitting there in the session, and I noticed over on the side that one of the guys who'd invited me along was receiving prayer um, with the prayer team. And I was like, cool. He'd, he'd been on a number of these retreats before, so he knew what was going on. I didn't, my first time. Then I looked over again a few seconds later, and he was lying on the ground. What on earth is going on there? <laughs> but I mustn't have been completely freaked out because there was this desire within me that was like, hmm, I want that. <laughs> I want a bit of that. Holy Spirit, do that in me. So I went up for prayer ministry as well. I went up to a prayer team and they prayed with me. And I don't think I asked, Lord, let me rest in the Spirit. But I was kind of secretly hoping for that. And as I was standing there and they were praying with me, I was like, how's this going to happen? How's it going to work? I was so intensely focused on the muscles in my legs. I'm like tensing, relaxing, tensing, relaxing, tensing, relaxing. But then this just wave of relaxation came over me, just swept through my whole body. I didn't even feel myself fall, and suddenly I was lying on the ground. They caught me. It's all right. They, they caught me. Um, somehow, I'm rather big, but, but it was just a grace to let go and let God hold me, let God's grace flood in and, and hold me in that moment. Um, it's a beautiful way for the Spirit to show up, to show this surrender that He brings to us. Another sign of how the Spirit moves in our lives is the grace of freedom. And particularly, I think, the, the freedom to express what's on our hearts. 
Scriptures say, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And when we want to pray, we want to talk to God, there's so much in our hearts, and particularly when the Spirit's moving, there's so much love or so much praise or so much joy or gratitude that we just want to get out. And the gift of tongues really is just about that being able to flow out so freely that we don't have to worry about how I put this into words or how I keep up with the words of this song that's really complicated and I don't quite get the imagery that they're using. Um, we can just pour it out from our hearts. The Spirit gives that gift so that it can just flow we can just give ourselves to God in that freedom. But another experience I've had of this was I, lo I love to sing and praise the Lord, and this was on a, a silent retreat I was doing when I was in the seminary here. Um, so we did the retreat as a brothers, and I love to go out on long walks, especially on retreats. And I was walking one night, and there was dark storm clouds looming from whichever direction it was, I forget which direction. And I had this choice. I was like, do I turn and go home? Or do I turn and keep walking into this big storm that's about to blow in? And it was summer, so it was warm. I didn't mind getting rained on. And it absolutely bucketed down. Uh, and I was walking through this area of parklands. It was beautiful, and I had so much praise in my heart. And the great thing about walking out in a huge rainstorm is that nobody else is out walking. So there was no one else around for me to be ashamed of. And I was able to just let out this song that was on my heart. You can have it all, Lord. Every part of my world. That freedom. So don't worry about whether I'm doing it right. Don't worry about what people are going to think of me. I could just express it to the Lord. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. He wants to just let our hearts be poured out in our relationship with God. And the Spirit can bring joy. He can bring peace. He can bring such powerful love in our hearts. I've seen people who've received the Spirit and they've been kind of overcome with laughter because of the joy such that they couldn't stop. There was a guy on that same retreat I was talking about before who he had to like leave the room because he was laughing so loudly and he just couldn't stop. The joy was just bubbling up just so intensely. Not intensely, but you know, it was full on. The Spirit can show up, can, can manifest itself in so many beautiful ways. That doesn't mean that if we don't feel anything, the Spirit hasn't come. The Spirit can move silently like a ninja. Uh, we may not know what's happening, but it always brings an extraordinary impact in our lives. And the Spirit doesn't want to do anything to, to freak us out, make us do something that we don't want to do. But as we respond to God's invitation today, I just want to give a few suggestions of how we can actually say yes to this grace coming in. Because it's, it's simple we don't need to overcomplicate it. God wants to give us the Holy Spirit. So if we want to receive it, we just say, yes, Lord, give me the Holy Spirit. Saying yes is the, that simple first step. We can do that. We do that when we praise. When we turn our hearts to God and say, this is who you are. Um, when we profess our faith, which we'll do in a moment, 
We're saying yes to who God is and the generosity that he wants to pour into our hearts. We can also, to be able to respond to this, let go of what we might be clinging to. As I spoke about, that might be our fears, that might be the control and the, the way we like our life or the dreams that we might have. God wants the best for you. We can let go of that and, and say, okay, Lord, I, I, I let you in to this part of my heart, to this part of my life. The most important thing that we can do, though, is to ask. Come, Holy Spirit, is perhaps the oldest prayer that the church has prayed. When Jesus ascended, he'd said to them, wait upon the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is going to come. So come, Holy Spirit, is just inviting the Lord to fulfill that promise, transform our hearts through this gift. We can ask also specifically, if we want the Spirit to move in some area, if we want the Spirit to give us some gift, move in some situation that we're facing, we, can, we don't need to be afraid to be specific with the Lord. Ask for what desire is on our hearts. He knows what it is we're facing. He knows what it is we need. What we need. He knows what we need to see, what he, what he wants to show us. We're going to have opportunity after Mass, and, and as we go through the mess of Mass, I invite you to ask and be hungry and open up to how the Spirit wants to move in us today. But now, if you're open to, I invite you to close your eyes. I just want to pray with you that we can invite the Spirit to move in us now. Father, you create us for life with you, for communion with you. Jesus, you've come to us and poured out your life that we may share in your life. Send the Holy Spirit upon us. that we may know your love, that we may know your life, that we may know the purpose and the beauty and the dignity with which you have made us. Come, Holy Spirit, into our fears, into our doubts, into our unworthiness. into those areas that we haven't been able to open up to you before. Holy Spirit, come and fill the hearts of your faithful. Hello, Father Dan here. If this homily has been helpful, there are a few things I'd love for you to do. Firstly, subscribe to this podcast or share this episode with someone who might find it helpful. And consider also helping us to expand our mission and reach out to more people by donating at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash donate, or you can click on the link in the podcast description. Thanks so much for joining us and have a blessed week.